0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya, Anissa and Boromir. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Saya. In this episode, we'll be taking a quick look at current industry news as it pertains to K-drama fans, and we'll be updating you with the dramas set to premiere in the month ahead. This podcast is a project by fans for fans. If you want to be a part of making that dream grow, there are a whole lot of ways you can help. You can share our episodes on fan sites and social media, talk about the podcast to your K-drama loving friends, or leave a review on iTunes or whichever app or platform that you use to listen to us. And if you want to help us keep our lights on, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. Finally, you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and ideas. We're always reading the comments on YouTube and Drama Beans, but you can also tweet at us at dramasoverflow or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And that's it from me. Enjoy the episode and tell us what you're looking forward to. Bye.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Saya. This is Anissa. And this is Farma. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. Well, as, as well as can be expected. Right. Have you guys been watching my uh, new dramas?
2: We're not here to talk about the new dramas, are we? <laughs> we are not, but we can still say we, we've been watching. I also like, it was Eid last weekend, so that was nice. A very Oh, yeah. A very For those who Eid. celebrated Eid, yes. Happy Eid. Eid Mubarak.
1: Eid Mubarak. I, I mean, your Eid pictures just looked amazing. Oh, it was Pretty nice. Pretty and warm and... Really, it was a very like holy really nice.
2: and and family
1: centered Eid.
0: I mean, yeah. honestly, it's like how I wish Eid always was, but that's just homebody, not invertebrate introvert me. <laughs> 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 I
1: was like,
2: I'm
0: trying to
1: get this word. You're out into slugs. <laughs> Home, <homebody> slugs. <laughs> I
2: just start picturing blob saya. <laughs> like the word has
0: a v and a t and an r (laughs) and maybe an n let's just see what comes out
2: yeah homebody slugs
0: that's my room that needs to go on a
2: t-shirt um (laughs) (laughs) no it was nice it was really nice i agree so yeah i think we we just at least i didn't really watch much during ramadan so i've been like back on the binge watching wagon you know
0: easing yourself back into the game
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so we'll talk about that in the next yak yeah
1: for now, let's get into news. What news do we have, guys?
2: So this is a story that I found on Han Cinema last week or so, and it's a it's an, actually a translation of a Korean article that talks about the trend towards shorter Korean dramas. From like so, the standard. I mean, as we know, like the standard. Length tends to be 16 episodes, sometimes 20, occasionally 24 for the primetime sort of miniseries dramas. But we've had a lot of recent 12 episode ones like um, Hospital Playlist just ended. But there's also been others recently, such as um, The Light in Your Eyes, The Cursed, um, 365, Repeat the Year, which was 24 episodes, but it was like 12 hours um strangers from hell so like they, these ones are and there's mystic pop-up bar and Gunde Intern, sweet munchies is sweet munchies midnight snack couple mm. because i hate that english title okay everyone hates team it. bulldog <laughs> it's a, it's the worst i refuse i mean midnight snack couple is so cute and perfect anyway so all these dramas are 12 episodes um And so the article just kind of talks about how it's due to the changing patterns because of like, for example, Netflix has gotten involved in a lot of these uh, sort of like from the initial production stages rather than just licensing it later. And they prefer shorter shorter seasons. And also um, because they're getting paid in a different way. Traditionally, they had the longer episode lengths because they wanted to get more advertising revenue and you get it per episode, right? So like they kind of used to, and I think that had kind of a stretching effect on the story sometimes. But now because that um, advertising structure has changed, they don't need to have such long episode runs.
1: I don't think it's so much that the advertising structure has changed. It's that they used to milk every extra episode for all the ad products they could get into. But the platform where they get most viewership has now changed with so much of the interest moving towards OTT platforms like Netflix and viewers preferring, especially international audiences, preferring shorter uh, content. And they're taking that into account more.
2: And it also kind of, um, it reduces production costs.
1: Oh, yeah. And dramas Absolutely. are becoming
2: more expensive to produce. And they were also saying that it ideally would help with these labor laws where people aren't allowed to work more than 52 hours a week, but that's not necessarily happening in practice. No.
1: Yeah. So it's a really interesting article. We'll share it. It goes in depth. But um, what do you guys think? I don't think the 16 episode format is completely going to vanish overnight or even over the next couple of years. But the prevalence of 12 episode dramas are. Uh, you know, taking over. We are getting more and more of these and they are doing well. And it's easier for them to keep the, keep the ratings up and the pace of the drama up when it's two of episodes. So there are distinct advantages uh, to it from the PD and writer's perspective as well. So I think we'll see more and more of them and slowly maybe fewer and fewer of 16 episodes. But I don't think like for mainstream da- dramas, the 16, 20 episode thing is going to go away, at least not immediately.
0: And it seems like that the twelve episodes are leaning more heavily on thrillers um, right now, rather than. Mm. I mean, we've been we we I think we sort of have a tradition of saying every act um, that pretty <laughs> much every rom com needs to be no more than twelve episodes. But it looks That's like <laughs> that yeah, that that cut is actually not going for the rom coms first; it's going for things like plot plot-heavy yeah. plot stories true. first.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think the only rom com I can think of that had twelve episodes was um, Top Star Ubeck, which I am always uh, encouraging more which people to watch. Really,
0: and Sassy tightly, Gogo had uh, twelve episodes as well.
2: Really? Oh, I did not yeah. remember that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it
0: did. Huh. And that was just absolutely perfect. Not a moment. It was. Like, but it was twice. perfect.
1: Absolutely, from the start to the end. I don't remember a single uh, episode of lab. And also, yeah. like you know, Peace of Your Mind, which was cut to twelve from sixteen um from
0: you know people who've watched it they said that that actually it worked really really well as in within that 12 episodes it was enough and the reason that they gave was to tighten the story but i I think it was more down to ratings right ratings and production stuff
1: but it did
0: actually have that effect of
1: tightening the story from what i hear i i agree with them because i have i had massive problems with how they had set up um a Piece of Your Mind uh, initially. Mm. And what they were, the the, the yeah, that was a mess of a if drama. If you want to know
0: what those problems are, go check out our Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I do agree. I mean, they started focusing a lot more on the romance. Um, they started establishing characters quicker, the character arcs. The, the, it just the pace picked up. And a lot of the people who are already enjoying A Piece of Your Mind because it it, it broke away from the traditional drama storytelling. I mean, I didn't appreciate it, but other people did. They really didn't want it to be cut short. They wanted the, it's kind of like release the Snyder Cut thing. They wanted the director's original. Oh my God, can you believe that thing is actually coming out? I'm sorry. I just, I had to say that. (laughs) But anyway... Okay, okay. Can we? Can? No, I'm, I'm happy to make a tiny digression <laughs> here. I, I cannot believe that they're actually producing it. I'm actually really happy. I, I like it when fans... I mean, I don't want fans to be able to successfully pressure production houses into getting their own way every single time. But in this one instance, the fans had been rallying around the release, the Snyder Cut thing for like three to four years now. They've been so damn dedicated. I'm happy for them. I'm really? happy that but getting so, so they getting what so many want. of them have been so obnoxious. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I, have I mean, feelings. we can say that about we can say that about every movement. I'm not. I'm I have not, no I'm idea what you're talking about. about. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a drama podcast, <laughs> Anissa, We shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, But
2: explain it before you move on. Yeah. No. So okay, um, okay. when Justice League came out, uh, was it 2016? 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the original director Zack snyder had to leave um because he had a tragedy family in tragedy. his family yeah. yeah so he he left and um joss whedon came in creator buffy and he took over and he kind of like finished creator the movie buffy
1: dude avengers <laughs> well i mean that's buffy came what us. i first got to know him for <laughs> that's, that's not why he got the gig though he got it because true. of avengers right he
2: did avengers um, is and avengers age of ultron so he <laughs> yeah. so he came in and he kind of Joss yeah. Whedon ended up um and they did some reshoots yeah. and stuff and so a lot of the DC cuz you know how there's this whole this whole like DC Marvel rivalry yeah. quote unquote so then like ever since then fans have been saying we re- like release the Snyder cut we want to see the movie that he would have made even though like I don't think it actually exists so now no, they're actually releasing the it The
1: thing is one of the reasons the fan movement kept kept going despite no encouragement for the production house, is because Snyder himself came and said, I have lots of footage that right. that that if that they just left on the floor that, that would have changed the way the story moved. So the fans were convinced that a Snyder cut would be better and tell a completely different story. So, and Zack Snyder has been encouraging. Them. He has definitely <laughs> so, been encouraging it, yes. He's been like releasing yeah. things on Instagram and yeah, he's been stoking. But you know what I, I like? Because this again brings us to our conversation about OTT platforms. So, Warner Bros. is not just creating a movie, they're basically putting money into a series. They kind of got, they're going to take this, the whatever new Snyder card version of Justice League that they're going to produce, and release it as a sort of a limited episode series. So, it's, cheaper for them to produce but also this is something of an experiment the fan base is already there the audience is already built in and they're going to release it exclusively on their own platform mm. they don't have to you know publish it uh, distribute it through theatres none of those expenses are involved at all and more than just the production of a movie it's a distribution that costs a lot of money and that's where people generally production uh, houses lose money so ODD platform again is changing the game in that Something like this is possible, and this is like almost like the perfect timing as well,
2: with like theaters shut down because of the pandemic. You know, they can't release yeah. it in theaters anyway.
1: Yeah, It's very interesting. Okay, all right, that's enough of that <laughs> Back <tangent. to> dramas.
0: <laughs> Which brings us quite neatly to kind of the things that um, I thought reading this article. Yeah, like uh, you know, in with Peace of uh, piece of your mind, the reasons that they gave were like artistic, but. The article says that their reasons are largely economic um, rather than artistic. So with being sort of more money-based, it will still have a really good knock-on effect on, from mm-hmm. the artistic side, which, I mean, on the one hand, you're like, were they listening to us? No, probably not. But we still get what we want, so it's cool.
2: Yeah, and it's also rare for the economic and the artistic side to actually line up. Usually they're mm-hmm. in conflict. Yeah.
0: And But the, other, the thing that concerns me, though, is that... Um, there's a very, uh, definite focus on, like, global trends and international markets and things like that. And you do wonder whether, like, how will K-Drama change to sort of give way to that? Because they say, what the article is saying is that we have to observe what works. Um, For an international palette, we have to see what it is that people like and respond to. Like, does that mean that K-drama might sort of lose its, like, will it change the fundamental nature of a K-drama? Will it lose the thing that makes it so
1: appealing for us to watch? That's something that I worry about as well. But uh, somebody, um, I forget, one of the forums reminded us in a comment that um, Netflix is pretty popular in Korea as well. That uh, production houses aren't just looking at international tastes, but of their own um, country people watching more dramas on OTT platforms than they're watching on TV. They're watching it on their phones, they're watching it on their tablets. They are patronizing more and more of these OTT sites. And uh, the thing that Netflix has found about episode structure and how many episodes works and all of that, this is true for Korean viewership as well. Uh, when they watch their own drama. So on TV, they may be okay with 20 episodes, but on their phones when they're watching a drama, because uh, you remember like web series, when we see those, the Korean web series that, uh, that have been coming out over the last 10 years, they tend to be from four to eight episodes. Mm. And they're short. They're, they're very like 15, short. Ap- 15 minutes, you know. Exactly. And they're very popular. So there is, there is something in that as well. Yeah. And I think
2: we talked about this maybe in the last um, What's Up in Drama Land or maybe in a yak but i think the way that netflix went into korea was pretty smart too because they kind of indigenized themselves from a business they didn't really come in as an international company that's kind of hiring their own people and bringing them all in from outside they really do you know hire people locally and they've kind of integrated themselves um, in a pretty smart way so that i don't think that at least from my impressions i don't think that koreans necessarily see netflix as like a foreign Completely we also company. know for a
1: fact that they've been really smart about hiring uh, Korean-Americans so that they have an idea of what both sides right. of the audience field would want. For sure. I wouldn't say no to like
0: 60 minute episodes coming down to 45 minutes. I think like, for example, you know, in nine, they had um nine, uh, times, uh, nine, time nine times, nine time yeah. travels. That's a really confusing title to say. Let's just call it nine. Um, They had 45 minute episodes. There was a period when TVN was doing 45 minute episodes and then they just stopped. But that was a really good
2: length. Mm, shut up flower boy mm-hmm. ben was also at that time the cable dramas actually had shorter episodes than broadcast television when that went, you know like 2012 2014 like in the beginning of cable when cable really started yeah. to take off and then they just kept getting longer and longer and in the meantime the broadcast regulations changed so that the broadcast networks actually had a limit of 60 minutes and the cable did not yeah. it. so it's just like what crazy now we have like movies for an episode Hospital playlist. <laughs> yeah so there's that.
1: I can't believe you guys are complaining about that. I can't get enough of these people, and it's already ended. I'm just devastated. I mean, there
2: are exceptions, but in general, I do like shorter episodes, yeah. but it's just it's just easier. It's just the attention, yeah, so I'm not gonna labor belabor the point too much. I do think that twelve episode dramas work better than 16 episode dramas in most cases. And I think we've talked about this before, but there's something about Korean dramas that really resonates with people who love to read. And I think it's because a movie, I mean, like books get adapted into movies all the time, but realistically a movie is way too short. So usually people who love a book are not going to love the movie that got made out of it because one hour, or I mean, even like the three hour movies aren't really long enough to capture the essence of a book, but in a drama, Peace you can and get- point,
1: Harry Potter series. Exactly. Oh my God. Let's
2: not go on to another rant. But, you know, like you just, um, the 16 episode drama, it does give you enough time to go into that, but maybe it's like a little bit too long and like 12 episodes is a perfect length for not necessarily an adaptation of the book, but like the type of story that has that much character development and story development in a way that really satisfies you in a way that like a movie can't. So um, I think this is a good trend personally. And And I do feel like it cuts out that like 13, 14 episode,
1: slump that most dramas have the final thought that i have on this is that i want writers and pd's to have the option of making a 12 episode drama 14 episode drama 16 20 whatever actually suits the story instead of just giving into the pressures of the production house wanting to monetize more episodes or trying to fit into a sort of like a, a sort of conventional format of any sort i want them to have more choices in the length of their drama and if something like this allows them more choices, that would make me happy. Because I don't think that there is a perfect length for all stories. That it, there is no one size fits all. So while some stories can perfectly be told in 12 episodes, there are stories that need the entirety of their 16 episode run. So, yeah, that's that's my final mm, thought of that's that. That's true. Agreed. My puppy apparently peed on my sofa. My dad came in to complain oh, about Oh, dear. That, but I can't leave. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, maybe it'll be dry by the time you go out. <laughs> That's not helpful, sir. Oh no! But it was funny, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, Now I'm afraid Anissa's gonna keep this in. <laughs> so the next story on our plate is uh, King's low ratings. Though I should uh, point out right now that. The King has, like, it was suffering really low ratings. It had gone down to 5.2 in the 15th and 16th May uh, episodes. But in the last two episodes, it has swung up to about 8. So it's still way low ratings for a uh, Kumin drama. It's, I mean, I think the last sun- Mr. Sunshine has something up to 18%. But, and Goblin and Descendants of the Sun, of course, was stratospheric. They had broken records. But uh, the king has not been doing well. It had debuted. Um, it had debuted at uh, uh, 11.4 But uh, in the first two episodes, but it's not. Be- it's been struggling. Mm. I think what helped in the last episode um, was that cavalry charge scene that happened, which if you guys haven't watched, not much of a spoiler. Okay. There is something amazing that happens, and I think it just got memed the hell across the internet. So if you have social media and you're watching any King content, you've probably come across it. So I think that really helped and pushed the interest of the audience up again and people went back to watch the newer episodes. So the article speculates, so there is a Sumpi article that we are basing this on. And the article speculates that uh, the world building is a bit confusing for most of the audience. Uh, there was some controversy about uh, some some Japanese uh, cultural appropriation in the structure of the uh kingdom of korea's palace in how the warship looked so i i was not aware that there was a controversy but there was apparently some but what actually hit the drama the worst seems to be sort of a lack of interest in uh the characters the romance isn't anything stunning and uh the PPL is a bit too much. I mean, every other scene has product placement and it's very obvious and shoved in and people hate it. Mm. So that's that's the news. What do you guys think? I think this is a blow for her. But um,
0: I do wonder if it's because of, and this is in like quote marks, but is it because it's miscast? Because in the hands of a different
1: actor, could you not see the same story sort of landing completely differently? I don't think a lot of people had have, have issues with Eemin Ho. That doesn't seem to be the because they are quite enjoying the fanfare around E-Min Ho's character. Um, my cousin certainly is. She started the series last week and she can't have enough of it. She's messaging me with every new episode she's watching and she she's asking me questions about what happens next and then answering it herself. She's that <laughs> excited. So. Uh, and she adores Iminho ho. She loves every moment of this drama because it's so Iminho Ho-centric. But um so for fans, this is glorious. I don't think people are the issue that Anise and I had about his sort of uh, straight face delivery is not something that most people share. Instead, it seems to be a lack of chemistry between the romantic pairing, and this drama doesn't really have a lot of quotable dialogues, memeable scenes. It really doesn't have anything that memorable. Like, it doesn't have cinematic moments the way Descendants did and Goblin did. So I think that is really hitting the drama But it does try. It tries, but it's not successful. That's the point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that there are many factors, but I think even though for fans of Imenho Ho who enjoy watching him, it's not an issue. His lack of charisma does make the drama. And I'm caveating this with the fact that I've only seen the first two episodes, so take it with a grain of salt. But from what I watched, even though he, like, if you enjoy watching him, you'll probably enjoy watching this um, because, like you said, it's very much centered on his character. But the fact that he doesn't have that kind of Gong Yu or like Song Junki charisma it doesn't allow the um, performance of the lead to kind of cover up some of the gaps. That, to be fair, like, Kim and Suk's dramas always have some gaps because she builds her shows around these big moments and i mean you're saying that this doesn't this drama doesn't even have those great cinematic moments but like usually they, they have these big moments but then like the in between stuff tends to be not
1: quite as tightly put together this drama has plenty of cinematic moments they are just not memorable, memorable, memorable because cinematic because the wrong okay. actors taking them right so A you different
2: know actor like for example memorable in Descendants of the Sun, we have that the scarf scene where the scarf kind of, her scarf blows. And then, like, the army, they come and then he catches her scarf. I mean, that's really memorable, but it's because of the actors, right? It's And the music. Yeah. And this drama doesn't have good music. Or it's at least it's not, like, Goblin-level music. Which I think for Goblin played a huge part in why oh. that drama was so successful. Oh God, yeah. It doesn't I have a lead actor that has that kind of charisma. It doesn't really have great chemistry between the two actors from what I saw. And... No. It doesn't seem to be as well written as anything except heirs that she's done in the past. This is like heirs level writing. Is this
0: Sorry like the Hung Sisters effect? Like she needs to have a break and get more ideas and then come back?
2: Yeah, I think I feel like she just did it too quickly without putting enough thought into the world building, which you can't do with a fantasy um, supernatural super I kind of want to
1: hear more uh, of what Saya thinks the reason might be because she's she's watched this with like proper joy. This drama. Yes, please tell us. I'm
0: still super enjoying it. I mean, I'm on episode four. Uh, I finished episode four. Um, and I find the story and the plot really compelling. But I do sadly have to admit that the lead actor is not compelling. Like he's mm-hmm. got these lines, which like I know if X, Y or Z were doing it, I would remember it so this is kind of like barma saying um that the the moments are there and they're not memorable there are moments and they are trying but because he and Nisa, like you described it his monotone it really is a monotone <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's not to the point where i like cannot stand to watch him i'm He's still perfectly watchable but he's not at all memorable and he doesn't have that sort of emotional resonance that, for example, Gong Yoo or Lee Dong uh, or uh, Song Joong or any of those people, he doesn't have that. Even Kim Ubin, you know, and, you know, when he was opposite Kim Ubin in airs, Kim Ubin was the one who, like, outshone him by a mile. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he j- uh, he just... Yeah, he doesn't have the kind of magnetism that a lead needs. And he do- yeah, he doesn't. Like his intonation, he needs to have some tone. Like his best moments are when he starts smiling and laughing and his tone changes. And you're like, "Oh, there, that yeah. that's that's the flash of personality I wanted to love see." That. Yeah, he doesn't bring any personality <laughs> to his character. And there's like, you know, the skill of an actor is that even with a straight face, they can like even if they're not showing an expression that 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 they're showing that, exactly <laughs> like there's 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 stuff going
2: on, but he doesn't even yeah. have stuff going on. Case in point, like if you watch, Sai, I don't know if you're watching Hospital playlist, but like Jo Suk can just be like sitting on a sofa saying nothing and not oh. moving his body, and you know that like there's like ten things going on in his mind, and you know all of them exactly. That's the kind of acting sure. you need in one of these types of dramas. Because jo jo Jung Suk really so much
0: such a good example because yeah. he he's like a genius of emotion yeah
2: you know who's reminding me of him like who's coming up now is ej look he doesn't look oh, like yeah. him oh my God, but the yeah. way he acts like his acting style really reminds me of jojo like he has the same type of charisma uh, agreed. the same type of like charming awkwardness yeah right and it's like cut by a certain sort of self-deprecation
0: and like a yes. sort of an element of like the hodang like there's just exactly. something not quite 100 about how they're put together they're just a little bit sort of I don't know how
2: you right. do that. <laughs> and then that adds up to more than 100% somehow. yeah exactly
1: absolutely and in addition to that I, I'm sort of harking back to what you guys said about Kim Woo bin showing up uh Imin Ho and S. in this drama he's being shown up by Udo Han who's just doing an amazing job of the the twin characters of uh, Jo Young and uh Yoon I mean Oh my god, this guy, this boy, he has a gold mine in, in, in these two, in, in the doppelganger thing. It's just, and he is milking it and he, he is getting memed everywhere. People are loving the heck out of him. Ah, uh, It's a sad man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: he's being shown up uh, doubly, not just singly. <sighs>
1: yeah. Take no Imino, being handsome isn't enough. It does. It does get you amazing roles. It gets you more chances than other people would ever get. But if you bomb chances like these... You'll stop getting them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because there is a good actor in him somewhere. He just needs to dig somewhere. more. W- would you guys believe that I... The first time I saw Eamon Ho was in Boys Over Flowers and I went back to it just to see what was it about him that so attracted me to his character because he was such a dunce. But he was laughing and he was making these faces. I mean, he had this whole range of emotion in that character. What happened to those expressions? How did he just... It's like he's, it's all the expressions got sapped out of him right after he did City Hunter. Everything after that, he's just... He hasn't actually done that many dramas. If you guys look at what he's done... I mean, if you guys have watched Personal Taste... He has a range of emotions. So it's not like he can mm. only do buffoon roles with emotions and not straight-faced ones. Yeah, it's kind of like
2: what we were talking about in the Yak. Like, it doesn't. it's not that he doesn't have the skills. He just doesn't seem to care or be trying very hard. Which is why I'm, like, more upset. You know? <laughs> like, if you just can't do it, then, like, you can't do it. It's not your fault. But he can. He just isn't trying. But, like... It's it's
0: also like if you think about um where actors incomes come from they basically get it made once they get picked up for endorsements right. um and he yeah. he's like maybe the majority of his income does come from CFs now or and Probably or, so does. he was in army for a long uh, for a couple of years yeah but um so even when he's not acting it's not that he's not working he's just doing other stuff and you know what do you do in CFs you stand around and sort of smile once and modeling and all of right. that Right. And that's um, what he looks
2: like. He's doing in this show is just like yeah, modeling, being clothes. a model. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: So I think his shining moments are when he's doing PPLs. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they cast him. <laughs> ah, now
2: really we understand. Really yeah, we should really move on. <laughs> yeah, we really should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: probably mm-hmm. belongs in the yak. <laughs> yes, more in the yak. So we've got a few quick hits um, in the news as well. And this uh, is one that is very close to my um, heart or, shall I say, rage centers. Ijunki and Munchiwan, um have a reunion uh, as they're cast together in a new drama called Flower of Evil, which is a very strange drama. But in case you don't remember, and I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, they were together for Criminal Minds a couple of years, uh, more than a couple of years ago, um, which yeah. I hated. In, in case anybody doesn't remember that <laughs> <laughs> we remember
2: <laughs> yeah we remember
0: yeah i i recapped it uh on drama beans and i hated every moment of it um because it was just such a waste of two very like well Gi is a very good actor won i think is overrated and doesn't choose good projects so she's definitely a busy actor but she's i don't have you like apart, apart from Princesses Man? I don't recall seeing her in a good drama. Where I was like, you know what? She's good. Like she's serviceable and competent, but not memorable. Mm.
1: Agreed. I don't actually. Oh, uh, what about that uh, Innocent Man? The one with Song Junki Wasn't she in that? She wasn't that actually. But then I didn't really like that drama I don't that much. Like show that overall, show, yeah. Yeah. That made me really angry. I didn't. I never finished watching. Oh, it. <laughs> uh,
2: it's good that you didn't. The ending was horrible. Yeah, it really was. Oh, okay. I don't remember it right God. now,
0: I just remember I didn't like it.
2: Yeah, it was enraging.
0: And I remember, was it Mama Fairy and the Woodcutter, which was, I think, last year, which was like it was a very strange drama, which I watched one oh, episode of. Oh, yeah, she was on that. Yeah, she, she just
2: doesn't seem to make good choices. Goodbye, Mr. Black. Uh, was that what it was called? To be so, honest, I've loved her more as second leads than as main leads. She was the second lead in um, Brilliant Legacy, pretending inheritance and like she was horrible but also really relatable like she did such a good job as the second lead in that um and i haven't really seen her in anything that impressed me as much since
0: i'm actually excited about this one though because they for the like three seconds that they got to actually spend together in criminal minds they did have decent chemistry and they are both good Mm. um and i always enjoy smoking so you know i'll take it for sure and did you guys know that uh, Pakshin He was doing a zombie film with you, in?
2: So I just saw the trailer of this like three days ago and I like pretty much lost my mind because it looks amazing. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't watch zombie movies. But the trailer is like, it's great. I, I haven't watched the
1: trailer yet. A I, I, I love Pakshin and, and you love And I love zombie movies. <laughs> <laughs> I adore Kingdom. So... I just, I'm really happy for her. She, she really needs to move away from sappy romantic drama characters where she's been brutally typecast as this. I don't even know what her character type is. It's just not pleasant anymore. It was great in You're Beautiful mm-hmm. and it was okay in Heartstrings, but she just needs to. I mean, I'm, I I quite liked her in Doctors, but it's she's just been doing the same character over and over again for the last ten years. She just needs to move on. And from what little, because I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I've been hearing about this for a while. So I'm both excited and I'm really her character sounds it sounds interesting and new for her. So I'm 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 really yeah. Looking for so her. in the trailer, like I totally agree with you. I think it's
2: partly because she was a child actress and she got stuck in these like nice. Uh, sort of girl, Rose, girl yeah. next to
0: yeah. Exactly.
2: But like I didn't even recognize her at first in the trailer because she's so different until she started talking. And I was like, oh, it's Pakshane's voice. Like, oh my God, that's Pakshane. <laughs> so it's, it's really different. I'm like really excited to, to see her in this actually. I might like close my eyes for the zombie parts and just watch because it looks so intriguing
0: nice. to back to what barma was saying do you not think that that's down to the kind of roles that get offered to um lead actresses in their 20s because i mean now she's in her 30s so it kind of it opens up yeah. the floor for mm. different types of roles that she can do that's yeah.
1: True. that is a that is a really fair point actresses in their 20s seem not to have as many options as actresses in their 30s and i don't understand why it, it's
0: more that the opposite is true that um when you're when you pass your 20s no one wants to cast you anymore and then you start no one
1: wants to cast you as the romantic romantic interest of the lead male Exactly. but in terms of getting meatier roles Mm -hmm. your options seem to suddenly be more because now you're not seen just as a romantic interest but but as an actress in your own right and suddenly stories can revolve around your character
0: Mm-hmm. And she said that she has she did like a lot of her own stunts and stuff, so it looks like she's doing some action which you've I've never seen Factioner do. Well it's it's exciting
2: actually. <laughs> it's, I mean Yeah, I mean just a few seconds of the trailer I was like, Whoa. Whoa yeah. <laughs>
1: Excited yeah, to see I mean, him in the, the strongest trainer. thing I've ever seen her do is, like, jump over a puddle at, in one drama. <laughs> Usually she's creating the puddles with her
0: tears, right? Exactly. <laughs> God, I hate Pakshini crying so much.
1: Anyway, um, but I really like her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really like her too. I, I genuinely do. Yeah, I'm really happy about this.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the next story that I wanted to quickly mention and, and squeeze over is that um, Idahi is... Going to star in a new drama opposite Kim Rae yes. Won. Um, I love both of them, but especially Inahi in a lead role. Yes, uh, All right, is this her first lead role? Think kind of. I yeah. think it is. It must be. Yeah, I was looking at her. I biography. mean, aside from
0: such, that's kind of ensemble, isn't it? That's an ensemble. Exactly. It's an yeah. ensemble.
1: and technically, I think. No, no, no. She had, she had something, what, Mrs. Cop or something? She did, Wasn't that Idahi? Mm, she she was wasn't really the lead
0: in that. She was kind of the oh, rookie. Okay, okay. Never mind um, The
1: lead was the older woman.
2: Kim Hie was the lead in that. This is, I'm pretty sure, because I'm looking at her um, filmography, this is her first um, lead role. So congratulations to her. Well-deserved and very belated.
1: Oh, right.
2: The drama is called She's Luca. Such a good actress. And I don't really know what to make of the premise but like i don't even care i'm watching this but but
0: uh, i'm just reading the article that you linked and it says that uh Jishang-uk was previously in talks for it, and he reportedly he reportedly turned it down in favor of the kim yojong drummer
1: why would you do that i don't know jishanggook you can't be know. saved it makes just... no sense he <laughs> keeps doing these nonsensical making these nonsensical choices i don't right I don't know well words. we'll talk
2: about that in yeah. like A few minutes. So save your (laughs) your rents.
1: I'm so excited about this. Kim Rewon, I last saw him in Doctors. I wasn't super happy with him, but he is a really good actor. And what? What? (laughs) -what? (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) I last saw him in, I haven't seen
2: Doctors, but I last saw him in Punch, which was like, a literal punch to the gut it was so good <laughs> but it was also like a sad ending so I want to see him smiling and being happy and what not like doctors is like dying. the
0: fluffy I mean not fluffy but it was one of those like giddy romances and okay I can see why you would have had reservations about his character but
2: like I didn't <laughs> I have like a gigantic soft spot for Kim Iman, so I might just go watch that um at some point when i have time so now moving on to upcoming for june first we have yay yeah we have about five we have five dramas and um as usual just a reminder we don't do weekend dramas or daily dramas or like short web dramas and the first one actually was interesting because i feel like we didn't really have like a set in stone policy about episodes but i think i'm just like making one on the fly that it has to be at least six episodes um, <laughs> okay. because this six episode, uh, season has, it seems like this new thing that Netflix has kind of started with, like, I feel like kingdom kind of started it unintentionally because it didn't have enough money to make eight episodes. <laughs> so now there's <laughs> yeah. this new one with the first one we're talking about. is called the school nurse files, which is going to be a six episode season on Netflix. Um, that's airing in the beginning of June. So I've decided that this is my lower limit of what I'm going to put on upcoming <laughs> just FYI. Um, so this is like a mystery horror comedy. It stars Jung Yumi. Um, this is the Jung Yumi who was in the love. What was the love drama that she it's, it had love in the title and she did it with Eric. Anyway, that yeah. one.
1: <laughs> the only Eric drama I've watched is another one. I know the
0: drama and I cannot remember the name right now. Yeah,
2: it's like a reunion where they they used to be together and they came. Back. It's from the um, I Need Romance Writers. Anyway, that drama, that Jung Yumi. The Kesar Asra of Mi. And um, she's co-starring Nam ji um, And it's about a school nurse who is also an exorcist. She has a special ability which allows her to see ghosts and she can also eradicate them. Um, and she uses a toy knife and a BB gun to take out the ghosts. Pretty badass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a okay. mysterious
2: thing takes place at the school and she tries to be a good teacher and eradicate the bad ghosts with the help of teacher Hong In-pyo, who I'm guessing is Nam ji so this is the this is by the director of. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Crush and Blush. It came out quite a no. while ago. It came out. It was. I remember when I first started watching dramas in two thousand nine. It had come out like pretty recently, and people were raving about it. So like it was a pretty big hit movie. And she used to be part of Park Chan Wook's team, and then she became a director in her own right. So she's. I think she's a pretty big deal. Um, she also wrote and directed Persona with IU
1: last year. Mm, I was that. Yeah. It's pretty good,
2: yeah. So she and she's like pr- a pretty prestigious director. Uh, that's director ik Young me who's directing it. Um, and it's based on the novel School Nurse Anun Young, which is also the Korean title of the drama. Um, and she is a novelist and she's also writing the adaptation, writing the drama as well. Um, and I've put a little excerpt of the novel here, which I was hoping you guys would read, but uh. That didn't work out. Nobody so. has, and he's <laughs> disappointed in us. But I will, we'll, will, we'll will put it in our blog post so you guys can can also read that. I think it gives you a good sense of like the atmosphere of the novel and hopefully the drama.
1: So this is what I really like about K dramas. The synopsis just sounds so. It it sounds like a child's anime, but given the director, given the actors that they have cast, there is absolutely no doubt that somehow they're going to turn this into some kind of like a heartwarming beep tail that explores characters and arcs and everything. Yes, I,
0: I. I think you're overestimating Namgyu's ability. Am I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, the only I just I just don't understand why he keeps getting cast in big shows or any shows that are not web dramas because his le- talent level is web drama. Apart from Weightlifting Fairy, which was a fluke, he actually can't act. Um, yeah
2: and uh, that's uh, that's like the one sore thumb in this whole <laughs> this whole premise he was pretty bad enough he's bad in everything
0: public. he's yes. bad in everything except weightlifting fairy where he's amazing which is just like that's completely bizarre but well and hers. they fell in love in <laughs> real
2: life so we know how much of that was acting so a fair point i think but what? i think the good what?
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got together I after didn't...
2: the drama ended, and then they broke up like a year or two
1: later. You didn't hear about this? Oh, oh, that's why. No, <laughs> that but, barely counts. They all start dating right after the drama. That I don't count that as anything. Um, they yeah, Many yeah, of them strongly deny all. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not when one or the other is already in a relationship or married. <laughs> you know? It's a it's a drama land thing. Um, so which is why it's really hard to tell how much of it is genuine and how much of it is yeah. Not. But the first time I got really invested in this was uh, Queen Huntsman. Oh, Queen and Huntsman, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you and I got together with Hakosa, and I was I was deeply in love with the pairing. That was a uh, that was a saga though, because he uh, confessed was, to her was in public and. There. And that, she yeah, could not say wine. no. Yeah, she could not say no. There were there were issues. She, I, It kind of felt like she was pressured into the relationship. But the, the thing was that everybody around them seemed to really like the idea so much. The fans, the producers, the agents, because it really helped their careers at that point. Which is why I have a hard time sort of like seeing posts about, oh these two actors who were amazing in this romantic drama got together right after the drama. I kind of would prefer to just stand back and not comment on it and just let them have their relationship and see how that... Because if you can last longer than two or three years, then I, it, I, it doesn't really matter what my input is. But if somebody does ask me, then I would say that those couple first couple of years, it, there is a very large likelihood that they're staying together because of the pressures around them. And I, if I'm supposed to comment on their relationship, I don't know how genuine it is. And I don't know how genuine they would think it is. It's I don't know if I'm making any sense. I, I
2: agree. And this is kind of... I didn't really want to put this in the news because it's not like... I don't know. I, it feels kind of not that nice to comment on somebody's divorce news. Like we kind of did it when um, Song Joongi and Song Haegyo broke up because it was such a big, huge story that I felt like we couldn't ignore it. Um, but... Idongun and Joyuni just announced that they're getting divorced, um, after three years of marriage. Oh. And I remember a few years back when they oh, um, know that. first got married, that someone made a joke that like he ends up dating everyone that he co stars with, which was kind of true. Like I think it was like three different dramas in a row where he ended up dating his co star. And so when they got married, people were like, oh, is this going to last. And I mean, I, I really don't like that kind of speculation, mm-hmm. but it kind of goes to show that like I do agree that there's this like artificial feeling. And I mean, the, the, I learned about this oh. in psychology, too, in university, where like acting like you feel a certain way causes you to feel a certain way. And so there is an element of just acting like you love someone makes you feel like you love them. I think we talked it, about that. You definitely that, and... need time. Yeah, we did talk about it in one we, of our we, past episodes. We definitely
1: talked. I think it was the Song Song couple episode that we discussed this on. I just, the reason I mentioned this at all is because I just, I don't get invested in actors dating outside their characters anymore. Um, I did in the initial couple of years. And then I realized that's a, that's a, first of all, none of my business. Second of all, there is no, because the the environment created during those dramas, as you said, the heightened pressure around them, all of these things influence... So it's not like a grand romantic thing that they got together in the end. It almost feels like an inevitable thing that they were pressured into. So I just, I I try to not feel invested in it
0: this news only was announced yesterday
2: um it's very new yeah i just saw it when i woke up did you morning. know they had a daughter that kind of i makes did it not even no. more no. sad yeah she's keeping oh. yeah she's getting custody so i mean i'm i'm sad for them that that didn't that didn't work out oh it's sad news but sad. yeah i just i just thought of it when you said that so about the drama itself i'm sorry i feel like my <laughs> comment just took us
1: on a whole tangent are you guys excited for this? I don't know how I'm I'm gonna wait for the trailer because as you said, Namju Hyuk, <laughs> it's not been the best uh track record. And school-based dramas like these with exhaustisms and stuff, this is not usually my jam. Mm. So yeah. I think the one thing that is encouraging
2: about it is that like it seems to be centered very much around Jung Yi's character and it doesn't seem like you know, like he's kind of just her helper. He's not I don't know if it's even going to be a romance. It's it's a mystery horror comedy, and it's based on a novel. So
0: yeah, like it seems like it's not a romance.
2: Yeah, the little bit of the excerpt that I saw looks like extremely creepy. So I think it's probably going to be leaning more to that mm-hmm. side rather than like <laughs> a romantic warm school drama. Um, plus, you know, awesome director. We'll see. I guess hey,
1: I'll take a nurse exhaustist any day over this slew of ghost movies we've had before. Especially
0: in the last year or so. The jung Yui drama the title that you were trying to remember is Discovery of Love. Thanks to everyone who that's yelled that. That's right. Ah, Thanks to everyone who yelled is. this at us while we were
2: talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking like revolutionary love because I know that's wrong. That but was the other was one. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is My Unfamiliar Family, which in Korean the title is I don't know much, but we're family. I'm actually really excited for this one. It's going to be 16 episodes on TVN. It's premiering on June 1st. And it's like a family drama comedy. It stars Han Yeri, Kim Ji-suk, Shin Dong-wook, Joo hyun Shin ha and then like other famous actors. But like I just stopped there because it's ensemble. <laughs> Kim Ji-suk, right? <laughs> Kim Ji-suk and Han Yeri are both like my favorites. Um, I yeah, love Han them Ye-ri. so much. Yeah. I, yeah, Han Yeri is incredible. And Shin ha is always yeah. really, really good in everything he yeah. does. Yeah, Shin ha is... Uh, Namu from You Who Forgot Poetry. <laughs> I loved him so much in that. Yeah, so like, and the funny thing is, like, they play siblings. So Han Yeri, Joo and Shin play siblings, and especially Han Yeri and Shin like they look like siblings. So I got a kick out of that.
0: <laughs> and uh, Joo Jae was really amazing in Beautiful World, which she did last year.
2: That's right. I remember you saying that she was really she good was in amazing. that. I haven't seen her acting. I've only seen her in variety. So the the plot is basically. It's basically about a family that has been drifting apart. So Kimye is the main character, he and she has an older brother who is a former patent attorney, and her younger brother is a sensitive soul. Um, but her parents, her father is hardworking but distant, and that's made his mother, her mother, sorry. The mother is kind of, like, over it, and she's ready to move on. So in the trailer, she actually says, like, let's break up to the dad. And then she has a close male friend that she feels that feels more like family than her own family that she confides in, which is Kim Ji-suk's character. And once she starts returning to the dating scene, she also asks him for love advice, but I'm sure we can all um, predict how that's going to go. And I think the other yeah. love interest is probably Shin Dong-wook because he has a different last name than her as well um, in the in the character names. Um, but events take a turn. And if you watch the trailer, <laughs> you'll see what the turn is. It's kind of hilarious, but I don't want to say it because I feel like it's a spoiler Um, But it's basically like something that the family has to overcome together when they're in this state of being all over the place and not really close.
1: The the trailer seems to have, I mean, uh, the thing about family dramas is that, of course, I'm used to like 50 episode (laughs) family dramas setting up, you know, large family dynamics and stuff. But this one seems to have a feeling of that whole family drama thing. Plus, it seems to have a more... You know, it's it's not like a, a story that starts with the morning rituals of your parents opening a shop, like mm. uh, my father is strange. It, it it's like a more immediate thing that they're dealing with, so it has those sort of like sad, dark, urgent uh, conflict. Thing yeah, going on in the trailer.
2: and I feel like these shorter uh, mini series style dramas can do a really good job of you know exploring fo- family dynamics in a way that's like much tighter and more condensed, and for that reason can be even more powerful sometimes, like with Sky Castle, for example. Um, oh, and I also wanted to mention, this is a screenwriter of Flower Boy Next Door and um, Sweet Stranger and Me, also known as the man living in our house, which I didn't watch the latter. I watched Flower Boy Next Door. Um, and this is the second uh, drama that the director of Search WWW is doing. So we loved that director. I'm excited. I'm really
0: excited about this. Uh, it being from the same writer as *Flower Boy Next Door*, because that was that was one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, I felt like that was a really thoughtful drama, but also funny. So hopefully, that's going to be the same way. Any other thoughts before we move on?
0: I hope I have time to check it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think still in November. <laughs> right. Too many things. <laughs> yeah. Too many dramas. I, just, I feel like we're say that every month at least there aren't fifteen airing this month and only five. I
0: think that's happening next month, right?
2: <laughs> oh dear. yeah, ah. it comes every <laughs> two or three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next one is Backstreet Rookie, which is airing on June twelfth. And this is the drama that was initially translated as Convenience Store Setpil.
1: yeah, this one. this
2: so, is uh... let me just read the before we start getting into uh. it, let me just read the synopsis. so. Uh, Dayan runs into a group of female high school students including Setyo. The girls look like troublemakers. She asks him to buy to do an errand for him which is um, for them, which is to buy cigarettes from a convenience store, which he does and she gets his number but she never calls him. Four years later Dayan is 33 years old and runs a convenience store after quitting his job at a large company. He hires her at his par- at his convenience store to work the night shift um she is not a troublemaker anymore but a university student guided by her strong morals and the su- the subtext is that they fall in love and this stars Ji Chang Wook and Kim Yoo Jung and i just want to tell you that in real life they're 12 years apart do with that what you will
0: but i kind of love that she's a bully like she bullies him not a bully but that that tiny Kim Yoo Jung is uh has uh, like power over
1: giant Ji Chang That's the only thing I love. but everything else. So the positives from the trailer would be that it's uh, the pace is really quick. They seem to like there is there are a few moments where they are sort of uh, they are exchanging uh, quick. I don't know what you call what do you call it when you're conversing and you're exchanging what Uh, uh, banter? I suppose. Yeah, there are there are moments of banter. Well, I don't (laughs) know how witty it is, uh, (laughs) but it's it's definitely banter and. Uh, yeah, she she definitely seems like a bully, uh, a really adorable bully. And uh, but yeah, so there are there, are, there are these moments where they are bantering and it's like fast and it's and it just seems like it would be a very pretty funny show. Uh, the thing that is a bit weird about the trailer is that Ji Chang Wook seems to have like rosy blushed cheek the entire time. Yeah, that was weird. And it's he. He's he looks very hapless throughout the trailer. So I guess that's the theme. Uh, I actually don't know what to think about this <laughs> at all. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking about the age difference because we have already hammered yeah. on it so many times I- in previous dramas that have disturbed us. We know that there is an age difference. They know there is an age difference. I don't think anybody in the audience who doesn't know that Kim Yu Jung is what twenty one, twenty two years old. It's completely obvious and it's not necessarily problematic. It's except for the fact that, of course, they start off the story with the girl being school in school uniform. and him being in his late 20s. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's the combination
2: oh. of the age gap. Plus, she starts it out in a school uniform. Plus, he's her boss. Like those three things together. Like, why do we always have to have these three elements together? I don't like it.
0: But it, it does slightly offset with the whole, you know, she seems to, to be the, what do you call it? The instigator? Uh, no, the one with the upper hand in the relationship.
2: Yeah, and I, I
0: mean, as usual, I don't want to, like,
2: condemn it before even watching it, but... Are you
1: going to check it out, either of you? Um, I might watch one episode. Yeah, I, I like Zeechan Wook, and I like um uh, so I really like both of them. Separately.
2: Individually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't really see it working together. I just but... don't
0: want to see them together like this.
1: I, don't, I want to see... Kim Yo Chung with someone her own age. God damn it, I sound like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we have
2: a drama between her and what's the young boy with the deep voice? The, 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 yeah um yo Jingu or yeah. kim yeah yo yo Jingu. like i want to see them as adults and as leads in a drama like i think we've yeah. only gotten to see them as kids playing across from each other but i i've been waiting to see those two together for like <laughs> 10 years come on drama do you know way. what
0: i i feel that that will happen at some it has to happen it can't not it must happen,
2: happen. it better happen before he goes to the army come on
0: and why doesn't yeah. he do a, a yusungo and go to the army earlier then come back and, and not he should that would be smart. His... I think I think that would like be. Like he really needs to go for... right now so that he can come back really quickly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And
0: still be young and employable. Not that they stop being employable, but you know, you have to stay relevant. No, no. Exactly. Do you do you like how I managed to make the conversation
2: about it. <laughs> oh, oh, we expect that <laughs> at all times. So, um and that, so the next drama is Another thriller, a horror. I guess it's like summer horror season now. So um, it's called Sweet Home. In um, Korean, it's also Sweet Home. And it's premiering on June 13th. It's a Saturday-Sunday um, drama that's airing on Netflix, 16 episodes. And it, it stars Song Kang, Lee young and Lee Jin-wook. And it's the story of a high school student who becomes traumatized after being bullied in school um, and never leaves his room. He loses his family and moves to a new apartment, but then strange and mysterious things begin to happen. And it basically is a story of growth that follows the lead character as he tries to save people who have changed into monsters because of greed and change his pessimistic view of society. And it's created based on... It's adapted from a webtoon, and it's directed by Ian Book, who did Mr. Sunshine, Goblin, and Descendants of the Sun with Kim and Sook. So that might give you an idea of his style. But I... I was going to put in the trailer that the only trailer I could find was a trailer that somebody made of the of the webtoon itself like an animated trailer but it was so spoilery (laughs) so I didn't put it in um but it looks extremely creepy so I will not be watching it what about you guys
1: yeah pass (laughs) too scary (laughs) again I I usually give scary stuff at least a try but they don't I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I'm, I'm. I expect too much, but usually, uh, Korean drama scary stuff isn't scary enough. <laughs> mm. It usually tends to get undercut with other by other stuff, and um, I generally don't tend to uh, enjoy um, Korean thrillers. Uh, not in the movies. The movies can be pretty great, but yeah, mm-hmm. with the exception of Kingdom, I. I I, don't, I can't say that I usually enjoy them. So yeah, I'll give it a try. I always give them a try. And uh, let's see if I'm watching it.
2: And the last drama on our...
1: So this one is... This, this I'm excited about.
2: Yeah, so the, um, the Korean title is basically, I'm a psycho, but it's okay. So obviously that was not going to fly as an English title for Netflix. Um, so the English title is, It's okay to not be okay. It's a sixteen-episode weekend drama as well. It's airing on June twentieth, and it's simultaneously airing on TV and ne- TVN and Netflix. Um, it stars—get excited—Kim Soo Hyun and So Ye Ji Oh Jung Se. Um, yeah. Those are like the three main characters, from what I can understand. Yeah. Um, and it's about—it's a fantasy romance drama about a community health worker at a psychiatric ward and a storybook writer suffering from antisocial personality disorder. So it's between a man who denies love and a woman who doesn't know love as they defy fate and fall in love, finding their souls and identities in the process.
1: So he's not her doctor. That's good. Definitely. I kind of like the original title, The Psycho But It's Okay, because it's pithy. I mean, it takes the it takes a term that you have thrown at you if you have a, a disorder and kind of turns it around. I really like it.
2: But I think, I feel like it wouldn't, it's that's not really a term that's socially acceptable mm. anymore, so I don't think they would ever put it in a title. You like, know? I
0: feel like in Korean, yeah, when they it. say psycho, it, they don't mean necessarily, like it has its own meaning in Korean and yeah I, I don't like actually the korean title well, a rare a rare occasion where the english one is far better i think more representative as well because isn't this meant to be like quite a
1: sensitive drama i think it's that that yeah that does seem to be the basis of the premise where it's that everybody's suffering from something and it's yeah i i really like it I, i'm i'm gonna watch this not just for the cast but because i i really don't like lie, the... you're watching it for kim Seon. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe i'm maybe i'm 50 percent watching it for kim Seon. you know honestly like i don't think
2: i've seen him in anything since the producers i haven't seen him in a long time he did well, go we off saw
1: to him army. At the end of hotel del Luna.
2: <laughs> you guys did, yeah. I haven't
1: watched it.
0: He went off to army. Did he do a film or anything after army, or, or is this the first thing? I don't
1: know. You I... know what else we saw him in? And how could you guys forget? You from another? That's landing step. on you. Oh. Oh her? yeah, that part. <laughs> His little See, cameo gave me, gave me <laughs> reference.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Right. I yeah. Forgot about that as well.
0: I'm actually more interested in uh, Soyeon, to be honest. I really like her. What have we seen her in before? I don't. Uh, lots oh, of things. God. Lawless lawyer. Oh, Neuer. lawless Adonis. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, Rescue Me. She was um big in that. I've seen her in a whole lot of things. Um, and I I find her very entertaining when she's doing funny roles and Mm, i know you really love rosaya which
2: makes me want to see this too and the other Mm -hmm. thing i want to just quickly go back to the the issue of the title like i think the title in korean is supposed to be comedic which is not like in the english title is not comedic but like this is a comedy
1: is it a comedy? I didn't get that sense from the trailers. A comedy in the sense that it's not a tragedy is kind of what ah, I'm
2: getting okay. from the
0: premise, but I don't know if it's actually going for a mm. ha ha comedy.
2: Yeah, I guess it really depends on the way they decide to go with the tone. Oh, and also, like this was a this was a detail that I saw in some summaries um, that his older brother is autistic, and so he takes care of his older brother after his parents pass away. By himself by himself. And I think oh jung say play, probably plays his older brother. And in the trailer, it's not subtitled, but um basically he's talking about how he wants to run away from everything, including the responsibility of his brother. And so I think it's partly about him not running away from it, like learning not to run away from his problems.
1: The the trailer is pretty dark. Like literally it's dark, it it's is. like the so much shadows. And be nighttime shots, but also, yeah, it's very, very... Um, oh, it's a Korean drama. There'll be humor. I don't doubt it. But it's... Hmm. No, but uh, I could just generally... Uh, the feeling I'm getting from this is pretty good, so...
2: I also am wondering, like, what is the fantasy aspect? Like, is there a is there a supernatural... Or is it just that like, the tone feels like a storybook? I don't know. I still haven't watched this month's psychiatric hospital drama um so what which you which know um soul possible? repair or whatever oh <laughs> oh i
1: forgot it was i forgot it was which is coming up.
0: going by the title fix you i think Um oh is actually. it yeah. soul
1: mechanic soul mechanic soul mechanic i was like mm-hmm. soul
2: repair doesn't seem no, quite that, right both,
0: both of those are of, like translations but its official title right now is fix you um, i
2: don't think so because kbs world has been Saying, Can I it just say I,
1: I find I find fix you more offensive than I'm psycho, but it's okay. Yeah, I hate that. I actually like Soul Mechanic. Yeah, it's I like different.
2: That. Yeah, it's it has personality. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Barma's definitely watching it, so we'll see what what yeah. you think. Um... oh and the other <laughs> thing that is totally not a new premiere but i just I, i'm excited because i found out yesterday when i was looking these up is that um maya joshi is coming to u.s netflix on june 20th and i'm marking that on my
1: calendar because i'm gonna watch it <laughs> yes oh you poor souls you get everything lost <laughs> we sure do don't they get everything first no no No, we do not amazingly but k-drama's india gets everything first the international viewers get stuff
2: yeah much much sooner than us i don't know which areas of the world but we tend to get stuff last
1: that's it that's the june premieres nice and short short and sweet nice and short doesn't add much to our plate just one drama probably So we can actually catch up with the stuff that's been going on before. Yeah, I think I'm most
2: excited to watch um, My Unfamiliar Family. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most. That's the one I'm definitely going to check out. The others, I'm not sure. They might get left by the wayside.
0: I think I'm just going to try to keep clearing my plate of dramas that I've already left half-finished.
2: Why are you (laughs) (laughs) making yourself sound like a naughty child of seven
0: to be told to finish her dinner? Well, you know, like, for example... um, black dog which i started like last year which i loved but i just ended up like pausing it when i went into bookland at the beginning of the year and it's like it's nearly due it's like june in two days and i i need i want to finish that drama because you haven't finished
2: that no I, look, I
0: have i have a little sticky note on my desktop here uh, i'll tell you what's on it <laughs> it's got a uh, piece of your mind it's got a list of what episode i'm on in case i forgot and which i have uh, so peace of your mind episode three diary of a prosecutor episode eight or nine question mark black dog seven uh R D T K two, which is a Romantic Doctor Teacher Kim 2, episode 7, Crown Clown, lost uh have I lost exactly look at where I'm at and Oh that, my god.
2: <laughs> and that's not even all of them. That's like But you know, like I'm I'm the kind of person who like if enough time passes, I'm just like, I'm never going back to that. Like let's just move on. No,
0: because I want to. I just I like the reason that I didn't finish watching them was like for something random. It's not because I never meant to go back to them, it's just that like you know
2: yeah and then you lose your momentum <laughs> right and then there's, you have to, there's yeah. stuff
0: that i paused watching like four ramadans ago that i'm still not finished and crowned clown is the one that was two ramadans ago so <laughs> my goodness I, I yeah kinda, that was last year yeah, I, I want to finish them but should we not ask barama what she's uh watching or did we already ask her yeah
1: what what are
2: you most looking forward to
1: i'm i'm looking forward to the last one um psycho What it's okay or right. it's okay not to be okay Um I think, uh, yeah, we already covered why. I'm also kind of interested in the nurse drama. I don't know why, but I, I like after we kind of pass by it, I'm kind of going back to the synopsis and looking over it again. So I might give that one a shot. Okay. I guess we'll check back in next month and see how
0: it's all going. Yeah, <laughs> as right. usual, probably we'll be like, I didn't watch any of the things <laughs> that I said I was gonna watch, but I did watch this drama <laughs> from like 1997.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. All right, guys.
0: I told you they were creepy twins, everyone. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm confused. What? I'm confused, too. Why are we creepy twins? (laughs) Because both of you, like, said it exactly on sync. And I was just like, I I don't think I belong here. (laughs)
1: What did we say, Arisa? I don't know. I'll tell you when I listen to the recording. (laughs) Okay, so that was the episode we had for you guys. Uh, Let us know what you're watching in the comments or the emails or in tweets. You can uh, follow our podcast on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. You can follow us on Instagram at Dramas Overflowers underscore podcast. And you can come and visit us on our blog, DramasOverflowers.net, where we are posting pretty great stuff every week. Come talk to us. Yeah, and where can <laughs> and where can everybody find us, guys? Anisa, you can find me on Twitter at
2: Anisa Khalifa underscore
0: Saya. You can find me on Twitter at NotNowSaya,
1: and you can find me porma on Twitter at festafaster Bye. 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 Bye.